Yep, mic check, mic check, mic check. Hi, this is John Nelson. This is Jimmy Maurer. Hi, I'm Andre Zanoda, and you're listening to the Dallas Soccer Show. Welcome to the Dallas Soccer Show presented by the Striker Texas. I'm Dustin Nation and in this episode we'll be talking about FC Dallas's 1-0 loss to Portland on the road. Uh, we'll be talking about North Texas SC. And then it's a twofer this week for FC Dallas. They've got a midweek game against Colorado and a, a game at home against LA Galaxy. And we're going to be talking about all of that in this episode. Joining me this week from his man cave, it's Jonathan Roz. How's it going, Jonathan? Uh, it's going pretty good, I guess. Uh, just, you know, enjoying this, uh, very enthusiastic, awesome, uh, FC Dallas season. Like the rest Jonathan, of us. I, hold on. It's really hard to hear you. Maybe we need to do a... Yep. Mic check. Mic check. Mic check. No? Yes? No. I think that's better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Much better. All right. <laughs> also joining us from the, from his science bunker... In northern United States, it's our own drifting ion, both negative and positive ionic forces at play here. It's Nico Mendez. How's it going, Nico? Doing pretty good. Pre- pretty good. Pretty good. It's um, Yeah, no, Mexico finished top of the group. A little rough group stage, but there you go. We're, we're into the uh, quarterfinals. I feel like there's a, there's like a trend here. Like anytime we go to, with Nico, like it's the the first thing is all it's always about Mexico. It, it's, I, I like no. it better last week when <laughs> when uh, Mexico like you know couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't get a point against Trinidad and Tobago, but whatever. <laughs> hey, that was some uh, interesting officiating to say the least. I mean, there, always, you, you always, have that's you, home field there, there, right there, there, there buddy. There, no, well, it's it's Concacaf, right? <laughs> it, there was that. I mean, you have that games officiating and then you also have usl league ones officiating so <laughs> which one's worse yes but in, <laughs> why not both <laughs> but 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 yeah no join the uh enjoy enjoying getting junk cacaft so it's all good that's right shout out to our man uh our friend the friend of the show john arnold and his concacaf coverage also strikers got a lot of good coverage for the uh gold cup so head on over there i think we got a 30-day free trial going on right now with um check our tweets our retweets we got some some uh, info there so and thus concludes our concacaf section of the show <laughs> please note that 100 percent of the proceeds of the free trial go to the dallas soccer show 100 percent. you guys 100%. are getting paid <laughs> yes we just, got just, paid 100 free, free trial money <laughs> free trial money <laughs> all right uh well now that we have a smile on our face, uh, let's let's talk about that that FC Dallas loss in Portland. Uh, so FC Dallas traveled to Portland for yet another away match, uh, hoping to get their very first points on the road. And you know they came out with with Paxton Pominkol got a start, and some other and 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 Pepe got a start, and Hara got a start. So a, a kind of a a interesting front line uh, choice from. Lucha Gonzalez, but you know, despite their their best efforts and a lot of energy in in the first half, they went into halftime nil nil, and then it looked like they might be able to get a point away from home. But in the eighty fourth minute, uh, 
uh, Portland was able to score a goal. There was a, a kind of a turnover in midfield on as FDL was trying to transition out of the back, and it left the defense stranded. And uh, Ibobasi put the ball in the back of the net, and FC Dallas lost one nil. They still have no points in the, on the road this season. So it, this is a. I, I, this is a really good streak. You know, I like if we're going to have a streak, let's have the best streak, right? That's right. They're, they are un, the opposite of undefeated. Yes. <laughs> totally defeated. They're, they're, they're totally, totally <laughs> defeated on the road. Yes. All right. Well, if, if FC Dallas wasn't able to give us three points, um, and it looks like it's gonna, those three points are going to be kind of few and far between this season, let's – Let's do our, our listeners a favor and let's give everyone else three points and let's let's go around the horn. Let's all pick a point. Um, do I have to chant three more points? No, no, we're actually not allowed to chant three more points. Oh, it's it's copyrighted. That's right. Okay. Well, it's good to know. Thank you. I'm glad that we have uh, someone on the show looking out for us uh, and the listeners too. <laughs> So uh, I can go ahead and get started unless you guys have a point that you just have to make. I mean, I think that the biggest thing for me, Dustin, was just the seeing Paxton have, you know, a, a long run. I think it was his longest run in almost two years. Uh, I think it was 86 minutes in, in the end. I think the last time he played uh, 90 was uh, back in 2019. So it was, it was nice to see him – uh, get that many minutes, look good, and actually make an make an impact. I think that over the last couple of matches, uh, you know, we haven't seen as much from Paxton as far as you know in game impact. And I think we did finally see that this this match, honestly, for for almost the entire time he was out there. So, I mean, that was the one of the big things from from my perspective is to see, uh, you know, see finally maybe a little bit of that spark. Uh, and it's something that FC Dallas desperately needs. Uh, so that would be my uh, my first takeaway. All right. And point number two, Nico, I'm pointing at you. I just got to say, I always like how <laughs> the first time you ask me to speak, it's always, I get a feeling like uh, when the teacher calls on you and you're not paying attention. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Um, oh, man, my point. I also just went on that to stall for time to think about what my point would be. <laughs> this is a this is a pro move right there. Um, this is somebody who's who's been asked called upon by the teacher a few times. Oh man, grade school was grade school was a mess. Um, with my point, <laughs> therapy hour with Nico. Um, let's see. I guess there's kind of two points, right? So you know how you hit the bullet point in Word or PowerPoint, and then you hit tab again to get the smaller bullet points. I'm going to hit the tab. And first one is depth. Um, you could say there is a lack of depth that Luchi Gonzalez can kind of call uh, rely on, especially with the back line. And that was kind of something that was brought up within the post-match conference uh, regarding kind of the substitution patterns and how if there was kind of a better depth for Lucci, there would have been a different direction. But also, I personally felt like it wasn't a bad performance. Um, both sides were really competitive. FC Dallas kind of going toe-to-toe with Portland, maybe for like the first 70 minutes until 
the the Diego Valeri sub, and that's kind of when everything started to switch. But not really a bad game, but then also kind of you could argue depth really did hurt the team. Yeah, there was no answer that they could put on the field to kind of like counteract Diego Valeri for sure. Exactly. Right, is, well, that, that was, is that what you're meaning by by depth though nico so i'm just, just kind of curious i mean it was there something i mean this is one of the play, one of the times when lucci kept the starting uh 11 on the field for quite a long time um before he made his made her first sub was there was there something in something in particular from a depth perspective that uh that he was referring to or that, that you thought that the, the team was lacking that would have made a difference in this match you brought up a really good discussion point because I kind of left it vague for t- those two reasons. So hit tab once again on the depth bullet point. Um, it's for two reasons. Like Dustin was saying, it's it, it was, you know, people on Twitter were saying, oh, what does Portland do? Bring in D- Diego Valerian. What do we do? We bring in Ima Tomasi. Um, I think but, that might have been me, but yes. <laughs> 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 but I mean... You you could argue that Lucci doesn't have the depth to respond to substitution situations like that, but also just going into the game. Um, I sound like a broken record, and I'm like that GIF with the guy in the ascot hat beating the horse. But it's <laughs> the, the back line depth is not there, and that's kind of something that uh, was brought up. I want to say even on our show when we were doing the season preview is you definitely need defensive depth, especially at center back. And um, we brought up the point, okay, what happens if Hedges and Martinez go out? And we're exactly and in now that we situation. Know. <laughs> <laughs> we're exactly in that situation right here. We're not allowed to ask any more questions about the future. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's, um, I did, hey, I did the Nico Yano. My bad. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, the depth, the depth is definitely an issue. And I think, one of the things regarding substitutes substitutions that a lot of people, including myself, f- forgot about in the moment of the game with the game being so close and some points being, you know, the up for grabs is that they're playing two more games in the next like six days after that. So so it's three games in seven days. So the the substitution and the not the lack of folks to bring on and the the amount of time he left the the players out on the field really was surprising to me for that reason. Once I you know, remembered, Oh yeah. Hey, they've got two more games. So for sure. Uh, I mean, my in, point. Go in ahead. So, sorry. The, uh, in some ways, the substitution pattern actually made sense for, for Lucha to leave the team there because I mean, my, my opinion was FC Dallas was the better team until, I mean, he, even uh, even when Valeri came on, right? I think that there was yes, there was a a, a, a time period where uh, you know, FC Dallas was on the back foot a bit, but I think that Lucci was trying to let it play out, right? And I think that there was you know, there before before they scored, I think FC Dallas actually actually started to get back on the front foot again. So I was I was okay with the substitution pattern. Uh, I think in one of the post game comments. Uh, Lucci mentioned that he was actually going to bring in Cervania, I think, right before uh, before the sub, which would have made a lot of sense in the situation they were in. You could see they're going to at that point kind of lock down and try to go for one one point. So, man, if you if you're, I, I understand this has been a, a rough season for FC Dallas, but if you're away in Portland and you've got a chance to grab a point um, and your team's playing well, then you know I I I'm not going to criticize Lucci for leaving the team out there. Exactly. Um... 
kind of tailing off of that, that was really my question to Lucci after the game was, I asked him, Lucci, kind of given the circumstances, uh, you're, I think any team on the road at Portland uh, would definitely be happy with how kind of the first 70 minutes went. Um, and in, a, in, a, in, in the previous two seasons, a performance like that and asking Lucci kind of something like that, um, he would definitely start talking about, oh, yeah, no, it was definitely a positive. Uh, this was something that I would I would be very happy about with the way my players played. And like you were saying, um, it really wouldn't make too much sense to drastically change the setup that uh, Lucci had set up where they were competitive in, like you were saying, arguably the better team for those 70 minutes. Um, but I think it's the circumstances and how the season is going. Lucci didn't kind of go down that positive uh, route that uh, he's kind of known for. It was more of like, it's it's difficult. I mean, we've given up yet another point where we were close into the game. So, I mean, uh, you, you also, you get a feeling for the frustration and kind of just the, the, the difficulty that Lucci's in as well. But um, yeah, no, touching back what you were saying earlier, it's Dallas Woods doing very well for those 70 minutes and bringing on uh, Cervenio definitely would have kind of helped solidify a few things within the midfield. I know you were disappointed not to see Cervenia, Jonathan. I was actually disappointed to not see Cervenia uh, because I think that, I mean, he was, he, he played well for FC Dallas um, the last couple of years. And I think that he's, he's got a lot of upside. Um, so I was kind of hoping to actually see him get in the pitch, uh, on, on Saturday night, but, uh, circumstances, uh, did not play out well for that. You know, once, uh, uh, once Portland got, got a, uh, a goal. Yep. Well, I want to, for my, for the last point, the third point of our three more points, I want to take us back to a little bit, uh, to where Nico was talking about with the defense, um, and I want to talk a little bit about Tafari and, um, you know, he is that now the depth piece he's had, this is, that was his seventh run out seventh play, uh, game that he's played in the season. Right. I think they said on the broadcast that prior to that, it was either a sixth or seventh, but I mean, it's a good portion. It's a good number. It's more than, you know, a lot of, I mean, how many does, uh, Cervania have total? It's 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 around the same number, right? So we're talking like he's starting to get some experience here and starting to get some, uh, you know, a good good streak going, and we're starting to get a feel for him, and he's starting to get a feel for the game. Um, and I thought he looked really good in that match. Um, the the individually, he had a really awesome clearance off um like last is just did left. Well, last ditch effort clearance. And, um, but I also kind of noticed just kind of something that spoke to more of the, kind of the, the cohesiveness of that back line and the lack thereof. If you watch the positioning and the ability of the back line to hold a line and main and play players onside and, or offside and, and kind of hold that line of where they want the, the defense or sorry, the offensive forwards to, you know, kind of set up that line is all over the place. There, the, there was, there was a couple times it was fine, but there was a lot of times where it wasn't. And, um, you know, I, sometimes I, I'm not going to say it's all Tafari's fault. 
Tafari's fault, but um, some the ones where I really noticed it was where he was playing like three players onside, and the defensive line was set up, you know, a good seven seven yards ahead of him, and he was just set up, kind of just watching the play. Um, so, you know, I think that they're going to have to get better and more more well drilled because they're if you're going to give up individual mistakes, you've got to have the team and like the positioning from the, in the back to be able to recover from those individual mistakes. And that's what happened in this match is they weren't there to, to recover from that mistake that happened in the, the forward transition. So that's my point. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot of, well, well first of all, I guess statistically, uh, Tafari has had, six starts now um and he's played six six matches he's started every game he's um and then uh Cervania has had uh 17 starts and he's played 30 matches so oh okay so i was a little off (laughs) a little (laughs) off but i mean i think that tafari's really grown into into matches i think the last couple right i think that uh defensively i think he's he's played well um i haven't noticed that specific thing around as far as uh whether or not they're keeping the the opposing players you know doing keeping them offside or not um that's something i guess i'll have to pay attention to dustin over the next couple of matches um but it feels like he's plays fairly well defensively uh still has some work going forward but yeah you know, he's not had a ton of uh mls matches at this point so yeah, I looked the stat up. Um, opposing teams have only had twelve offsides called against FC Dallas, so that's which puts them at fourth from the bottom in, in the league. I think the the average is somewhere uh, more like in in the mid twenties. So, um, there, I mean, there's a lot actually, that goes into that stat. Like yeah, it's actually an interesting stat. Yeah, and how the other opponent yeah. pl- plays, but. There's, I mean, could it? I mean, is there some proxy for defensive cohesion there and and, and well drilled defensive lines? Maybe, maybe somewhat. We'll have to get one of our our stats friends to talk to us about it. That's an interesting point you bring up. Um, I also think it has to do a lot with kind of how a team plays. Um, Dallas, kind of within these past few years, has older defenders um and kind of with that you don't necessarily get a lot of speed so i don't see both luchi gonzalez and oscar pareja kind of playing a more of a offsides trap type of style they're both managers tend to want to have the ball in front of them um i don't see like a safety first yeah i don't i don't really see kind of this fc dallas center backs in general being the ones to kind of play a little bit riskier, maybe with Hedges and Reto and Hedges and Martinez, just because they have that experience. They kind of know, hey, these are my physical capabilities and these are good times to kind of push the line a little bit higher. But I also think that that doesn't play really too much into Dallas's style and hence why they'll have kind of a lower offsides number. But that's my that's my two cents. Cool. Well, um, you know, it's just something to watch for. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see if they're able to to kind of right the ship and maybe get some. There, you have one more chance for um, some away points when they travel to Colorado on Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a bit. In a bit, but uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about on the Portland match? I wanted to bring up something that we just that I 
haven't seen, and that's to try to figure out, you know, what, what happened with, to our uh, our favorite Hungarian winger, right? So it's kind of it's kind of interesting that uh, that uh, Shabbat Shones came in to FC Dallas and you know started getting minutes very early on. Um, you know, went away for his national team and then has not made the field since. Um, and you know, I guess from a depth perspective, now Dante Seely is is above him. Um, just looking at the the rotations, you know, in the, in the last couple of weeks. So, I don't know if something specifically happened there in training, or my you know my conspiracy theory was maybe uh, maybe the reason why he got minutes early on was to was more of a showcase, right? Knowing that he was going to go away, uh, maybe you know play for uh, well play for his national team, maybe uh, get some eyes on him early on with uh, you know the 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 euros right um maybe they're trying to cap tie him to mls i don't think that's a thing oh but uh, but no i mean it's it it is it is interesting that that they were so eager to get him on the field early on um but now we've we've not seen him since right and so um that's that's just me thinking about hey you know maybe uh maybe they were looking for you know Try to make a quick turn, buy a buy a player, uh, have him go on a on an international showcase and 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 sell him. Uh, but now that that time period's passed, they're like, oh, okay, well, uh, how does how does this guy fit in the depth chart? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting case, and I don't know the answer to your question about why he's not getting some playing time. Maybe Nico's got some inside inform- information. I just was thinking the other day about about him and you know the reports that he was you know in talks maybe to go to Chelsea or some other big clubs and he chose FC Dallas because of you know, the opportunities down here and then he shows up to this season. <laughs> oh, in the day trading world, that's called a, that's known as a scalp, trying to grab a quick profit. No, I think oh. I'm, I don't know. Stonks. <laughs> yeah, my 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 stonks reference for this episode. Um, I don't know anything inside, but I think that's a definitely possible and viable theory, Jonathan. Um, kind of like a, a, if you want an analogy, kind of like a Chris Richards situation where let's sign Chris Richards, where we are pretty confident that Byron's going to sign him and then we can just kind of uh, nicely profit on that sale. I wonder if, like you were saying, that was kind of the same thought process um, that Dallas had in the short term where... Uh, if, if we do get a nice, nice enough offer, um, cause even before he came to Dallas, there was a lot of, uh, belief that he was going to make the, uh, Hungarian squad for the Euros. So if he did come to Dallas, let's play him just a little bit, show that, Hey, he can play here in MLS. Um, and if we get a nice offer, we can definitely flip him and get a nice profit. Um, and if an offer doesn't come in, then we can definitely grow and develop him. So. But yeah, that's an interesting, interesting uh, topic. Well, it's, I mean, while while I'm a big, I, I'm a big fan of conspiracy theories, uh, and you know, I, uh, I'm not gonna, I, I could listen to to the conspiracy all, theory all day, thinking about it. Maybe Occam's razor here is that they thought he was really good. He came in, they put him in, and then they realize he's not, and so he's not getting play time. Don't think it's an Anibal Chala situation. <laughs> FC Dallas is great as DP. That's right. 
Well, I mean, any podcast with a Chala reference is an AOK podcast. And, and just to you know, to, to to further extend the conspiracy theory, I mean, so now the the guy who's uh, ahead of him in the uh, in the pecking order is Dante Seeley, who just happened to come away, come back from a a, a, a training stint. Um, it's probably also on the the offer block. So at PSV, uh, right? At PSV, yes. So Eindhoven. Uh, FC Dallas is a selling club. So if you want to sell your players, they got to be uh, on the field. That's true. And a lot of the times, a lot of those players will get playing time starting out at North Texas SC, which brings us to Nico's North Texas SC 92-second roundup in TSC. Nico, are you ready for your North Texas SC roundup? I am ready. I have my North little Texas, timer. North Texas, sorry, 92-second catch-up. There we go. Got it eventually. All right. Nico's North Texas 92. <laughs> There's, does this actually count as part of his time? So that's like, that's N-N-T-N-N-T-S-E. Oh, man. You guys need a better, you guys need a better host. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We'll start the clock and go. So, oh, the music. <laughs> uh, no, so, North Texas uh, played host to the Chattanooga, Chattanooga Red Wolves, who had already beaten North Texas at home this year. Uh, and one of three teams in North Texas's history to actually come away with a home win. So, tall task. Um, but it seemed North Texas kind of had started to turn a corner, right? They started to really build some momentum within the team. They have this cohesion within the team. They're competitive. And really the only thing that's holding them back is they were shooting themselves within the foot. Uh, so a lot of excitement kind of coming into this match. Um, but started off pretty slow for both sides. It was kind of a timid and cautious play style from um, both teams. Um but then North Texas opened up the scoring within the second half, and that kind of just opened up the game a bit more. Uh, North Texas kind of had a bit more freedom to really go at their opponent. Um, but credit to Chattanooga for also kind of really, really pressing against them. And for the North Texas, it really did come down to a last-minute situation. Uh, we talked about earlier, but <laughs> some refereeing quality. Um, and that was definitely part of the discussion around this game where a uh, questionable free kick was given to Chattanooga. And that was the last play of the game. Um, and Chattanooga was able to kind of score in North Texas. Unfortunately, it's a 1-1 draw. Time is up. <laughs> I'm not that close to Lake Michigan. I'm not that close to Lake Michigan. <laughs> Somebody take the soundboard away from that guy. Uh, if, you, if you want to hit us on Twitter and let us know whether or not you like the 92-second uh, music, go ahead and do that. <laughs> Hashtag. Who do, I send the hate, who do I send the hate <laughs> tweets at today? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that like with the way things are going with SC Dallas and the way things are going with this podcast, we're going to turn into everyone's favorite hate listen. It's a thing, right? Hate listening? Isn't, hate wouldn't listening that be is, masochistic? Is that the word? Masochist. Oh, I think that's what the yeah. Is that, is that what you listen to while you're vacuuming? Me? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, trying to figure out what, what a what what a, what a hate listen is. <laughs> I don't well, vacuum anymore. I have I have a uh, 
one of those a Roomba? robotic facts yes. from Prime Day. I'm sure everyone really is is happy to know that. So next let's, next let's week we'll th- cover that. We'll, we'll do a, we're yes. going to do a, a top five robotic <laughs> vacuum breakdown. That's right. <laughs> but Jonathan, I don't know if you caught the game, but what were your thoughts on the North Texas game? <laughs> I, you know what's what's interesting is I I caught the first kind of two thirds of the match, um, and kind of missed the end where it was you know where where FC Dallas kind of kind of lost it at the end because I was. I had switched channels to the to the FCD game, um, but I mean it's NTSC's had that up up and down all season, right? I think that we're we're there eleventh uh, right now in the in the standings. So I mean it's it almost it's it's almost like watching an FC Dallas match, right? Where uh, you, know, you you'll see a few good things, but you kind of wait for uh, um, kind of that disappointment at the end of the match. I think a couple of close friends of this pod would argue that what it comes down to is things outside of North Texas's control. Such as how many uh, of the FC Dallas players get to play on the match? I was kind of more talking about red cards, <laughs> I, but... <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, interestingly <laughs> enough... a theme no, North- between <laughs> FC Dallas players coming up to North Texas and then getting red cards... Interestingly enough, North Texas has gotten uh, five red cards this year, which is the same as their 2019 and 2020 totals. So two in 2019, three in um, 2020. Um, And from my understanding, there's been quite a few appeals this year as well on those red cards. Um, It's not just kind of a, and I know this is the Dallas soccer show, but it's kind of been an uh, a point of contention just across the league in general with USL League One, um, but it's it's kind of a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation, right? Because uh, the, these matches are matches, if I understand correctly, what the referees do use to help build up their match log and match experience to start moving up, basically the refereeing ladder. So it's kind of a training ground for them as well. But uh, I personally don't feel like they also have kind of the proper support mechanisms in place to help these referees kind of get the right calls. Uh, I mean, VAR is too expensive, but um, it kind of seems like some of these referees are just definitely left to thrown out to the, to to the wolves. So the red wolves, exactly. They they don't have the support of kind of like the, the pro referees where they got all, all this communication equipment and it's very bang bang quick situations where a lot of stuff is happening all over across the field but um it is unfortunate in that regard because it does impact not just one side but both sides um it impacts kind of just the overall league but i guess you could say that is kind of the beauty of usl league one (laughs) is all this crazy madness very raw (laughs) i mean i don't i don't i honestly don't know if Messi could do it on a hot summer's night in globe life park do you think he's ever played on artificial turf? I'm sure they have that in South America. I meant like Barcelona Messi, not like pre pre Barcelona Messi. I mean, pre Barcelona Messi was still Barcelona Messi. He, he he went to Barcelona at a pretty young age. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what what what's coming up next for North Texas SC? So they have a bye week, um, kind of 
So I guess the biggest thing, and I'm kind of hyping up my own article at thirddegree.net <laughs> right now, but the biggest thing was they were hoping to kind of get this second consecutive win to go into this bye week to ease just a little pressure off of the standings. But um, I guess the bye week is needed either way, regardless of the results, so they can kind of regroup um, before heading off to Union Omaha, away in Omaha, which is going to be a very difficult game to play. Union Omaha coming in last year and showing that they are a really competitive team but also that's a uh difficult field to play on <laughs> so they have a have a have a break but it's also kind of a tough task i want to say their next five out of six games are going to be on the road as well so similar to fc dallas not the most ideal road performance but um it is kind of a tough next six games basically for the club coming on against right, quality competition Everyone gets a break from the North Texas SC check-in next week, but uh, there sounds like there are going to be lots of them coming up. So, oh no, I'll, I'll figure out something next week, Dustin. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's 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 text about it, and then we'll 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 have something. All right. Um, so that's what's coming up next for North Texas SC SC Dallas. Um, like we said earlier in the show, has two matches this week: one on Wednesday at Colorado. And one on Saturday in Frisco with LA Galaxy. Let's talk about that Colorado match since how it's when this comes out on Tuesday, there will be one day prior to the Colorado match. So uh, Colorado coming into this match um, with a you know some pretty decent form. They 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 lost one to three against Sporting Kansas City. Then they drew with, with a really good Seattle team. They beat Minnesota, and then they drew again with, with San Jose. So they're getting points. They're getting results. Um, Michael Barrios is in really good form, scoring. He's leading all their charts. So what are you guys expecting on Wednesday at Colorado? I'm looking forward to who's going to play uh, left back. I just kind of want to see who gets booed. <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor Johnny Nelson or poor Ryan Hollingshead. I think they'd probably fuel Hollingshead. Yeah, I, I guess I guess given with the Savarese pump at that Portland game at home, I guess that would be kind of nice to see with the fans. Sure, Jonathan, you you expecting anything interesting uh, going into that match against Colorado in Colorado? Yeah. Um. Well, I think that I mean FC Dallas is away form. I think well, we 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 can't go in expecting anything. Um. But uh, you know, Colorado's only only taken. Uh, only won one match of the last three at home. Um, and obviously they've also got a couple of people away for the U S men's national team with, uh, with both Sam Vines and Acosta out. Uh, so it's, they've, they are playing a little bit short. Um, but I mean, they've been, they've been, is that a Barrios joke? No, no, the, 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 <laughs> for anybody, so you see what uh, did there? <laughs> I think if we had if we had an e break uh, kind of segment, <laughs> I think they would all be started by Dustin. I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the uh, um, yes. So uh, my my expectation is uh, uh, it's it, it, it's going to be a tough matchup for FC Dallas. Uh, I do think that uh, we'll probably continue to see a similar lineup to what we've seen, a similar uh, formation. Um, from 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 Lucci and the team, especially with the quick turnaround, you're not going to expect to see a lot of tactical changes. Uh, so, I mean, I think FC Dallas has a chance, especially with the with Colorado being you know slightly shorthanded. But 
Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be a tough, tough matchup, but I do think of the, of the away matches they've had, this is probably the most winnable. So, uh, I mean, if I'll, uh, I will, uh, look at it and I, I'm going to, I'm going to actually say, you know what? FC Dallas finally gets one beautiful point on the road midweek this week. The streak ends here is what you're saying. The streak ends here. That's right. Okay. They will no longer be defeated on the road. No more streaking. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what happens. I think what I'm not expecting any any points. I, I'm thinking the the streak continues. I mean, I don't want to set myself up for disappointment midweek. I, w- I want to have a good week, uh, you know. And if I'm pleasantly surprised, then yay. Uh, otherwise, I know I don't want to emotionally do that to myself. But what I do want to see for them is I like if they. I would feel okay about it if they had another game like they had in Portland where the play where they were aggressive and they were going at it and they weren't just letting the game come to them and, and didn't feel lethargic. It didn't feel like just, you just wanted to, it just felt nice to see them feel like they wanted to win. You know, you want to see them be um, competitive. Yeah. And it's, you don't see that super often. In away matches this season, sometimes uh, maybe even some could say in the Luchi Gonzalez era. Um, but yeah, I, if they're competitive, I'm happy. I'm not expecting any results though. Thank you for listening to the Dallas Soccer Show. Will we set the bar super, super low? That's right. If you set it low, you can be pleasantly surprised. I mean, that's kind of my life philosophy, you know, have no expectations and you'll just always be pleasantly surprised. That's right. That's how you get. That's how I've gotten through the last twenty years of Hollywood. To, to go into every movie you see, expecting it to be terrible, and then sometimes you're surprised. So, so, so when I when I when I said that uh, FC Dallas was going to get a point, Nico kind of gave me this look in the camera, like I was I was crazy. So, so Nico, he who when we did the rundown of the road games coming up, I think like two weeks ago had this positive attitude that, oh, yeah, I think there's a few uh, few ties out there. Two games in with zero points. He's shaking his head at me <laughs> <laughs> when I say they're actually going to get one. So you're, uh, you, you, don't, you don't feel the streak is going to get broken uh, this week? I, I'm not saying that it can't be broken. Um, if memory serves me correct, I was pretty optimistic about the Portland game and said that the Colorado game is FC Dallas's boogie team, so it could go either way. As much as I would hope for a point, I don't know how that one would go. But um, I did kind of feel like the Portland game did would uh, – words. I'm really struggling. Uh, Portland game would result in points, um, which they were really close to, but, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, I really don't know – about Colorado, I mean, they, 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 those games really go either way for FC Dallas. So, as much as, uh, yeah, I am hopeful they do get points, but I think I'm going to take the Dustin philosophy and just not have any expectations for this game and just let everything play out. So that's the that's the easy way to do it. It's the it's the least you're setting yourself up for the least amount of heartbreak that way. Uh and then. On Saturday, LA Galaxy comes to Frisco for kind of the return leg of 
that um, that matchup where FC Dallas went and lost three one in LA, and LA is going to come. LA is coming off of a one to two loss to Vancouver uh, in at home. So Vancouver is a team that's you know not super great either, and so I mean I think that may show that LA Galaxy is beatable and maybe we could expect to get a result at home against them, you know, just because a we're at home and B um, maybe there's a, there, you know, LA galaxy's proven that they're not having this. They're not going to, you know, um, dominate bad teams. So, Oh, and um, LA galaxy also has a game midweek against RSL. So they will also have the the tired legs coming into this match, and they'll be coming. They'll be the ones flying halfway across the country to to play a, a soccer match three days after they got do, done playing at altitude. So maybe maybe there's, there's something there. Maybe Nico? I think you bring up a good point. Um, yeah, LA does have that midweek game, so this is probably FC Dallas's best bet at kind of getting three points in these next two games. Um, I mean, plus you, you just have to win your home games. Uh, I mean, it's called Fortress Frisco for a reason. Um, but, you know, uh, Chicharito is going to be coming to town, so I'm expecting an inter- a nice atmosphere for that game. Uh, when you were saying L.A. is coming, I don't know why, but I think I'm still on a Euro hangover and thought you were going to say L.A. is coming home for some reason. I I, I don't know why. But um, <laughs> they, was that what that like <laughs> off-camera laughing was about? Yes, it definitely was. <laughs> um, <laughs> giving me a complex over here, Nico. <laughs> but I mean, let's see. So LA is three wins and three losses on the road. Uh, better record than Colorado. LA sitting in third, while Colorado's fourth, three points separating those two teams. Um, should be an interesting match to say the least. But I mean, you. I think the expectation for that game is three points and that one I do have expectations and some would say they might get broken, but it is what it is. All right. Well, if you had expectations about this podcast, I am pretty sure that they are broken at this point. Uh, But if you should desire to communicate with us outside of this podcast, you can catch us online at Dallas soccer show. You can see us uh, on Twitter as at Dallas Soccer Show. And for Jonathan, for Nico, I'm Dustin Nation. Thanks so much for listening.